feel the thorns embrace. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of League Lore and More. We continue our Ixtal series with Zyra, the Rise of the Thorns, who was released way back in 2012. And uh, she is a mage support. Uh, she is someone who uh, relies on kind of some CC to set up uh, the rest of her damage. She is someone who um, can, uh, in a sense, kind of be a control mage. She can definitely control areas of uh, the map when kind of posturing for a fight or a skirmish with um, her plants, which we'll uh, get into with her abilities. Uh, but she is a mage support. You almost never see her anywhere but support. It's very rare. Um, maybe you could say that some people might play her um, mid lane. Um, depending on... There have been probably times in the past when people have tried to use her as a jungler, utilize her plants to uh, jungle. Um, but almost 100% a support character. Um, her abilities, so like her thing is... And just to describe what she looks like, she's essentially Poison Ivy from, like, the Batman villain is essentially what she is. Uh, and her body is a, a, f a feminine body with um, plant growth consisting the majority of it. Um, it looks very plant-like in terms of, like, the, the coloring and that sort of thing. Uh, walks on, like, two legs and has feminine characteristics and that sort of thing. Um, her abilities, um, her passive is that periodically Zyra will spawn a little seed on the ground nearby her, um, and this will, um, affect her other abilities, or this activates her other abilities, essentially. Um, so these seeds spawn, and her Q is deadly spines, um, and so you will pick a spot, uh, in front of you that's in range and you'll you know when you press q things spines will come up from the ground and deal damage and um it's like a that the hitbox if the hitbox hits a, a seed that's on the ground that spawned from your passive it will sprout a a plant that will attack enemies and has like a health bar that isn't very big and that the enemies can kill to destroy the plant but that's what that does. Uh, her W is allows you to actively plant a seed so you don't have to rely on your passive. So your passive will sprout one, but then you can also use your W to put one on the ground also. And that way your Q can hit multiple uh, seeds and sprout multiple plants. Um, her E is called Grasping Roots. And... Uh, Zyra launches a vines through the ground in a certain direction and they deal damage to enemies and root them. And if they hit a seed, they also will sprout uh, plants that do damage. Um, the, the two types of plants that spawn are different. One has higher attack speed and one I think has more damage. And then her alt is called Strangle Thorns. And um, Zyra places a massive circle in the ground on the ground in front of her, and it's just a bunch of vines and thickets 
and after two seconds, well, it does damage also, and then after two seconds, it snaps upwards and knocks um, any enemies that are in the circle up for uh, a second. It also will like buff any plants that are already existing in that range. Um, it'll uh, increase like their um, like their attacking, their health, um, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, kind of a, a neat uh, a neat take on how to utilize like pets in the game, whereas a lot just kind of have a, a summon like. Um, Annie with Tibbers or, or Ivern with Daisy and stuff, they have summons that either follow them or um, kind of act more like um, quote-unquote a pet, uh, whereas Zyrus plants, you know, are stationary and you can um, generate them more often. Um, yeah, Zyra is not... She's not played very heavily. Uh, she's insanely squishy and insanely immobile, which is not a good combo in the way that a lot of League of Legends gets played today, which is, you know, people like things that have dashes and um, can, can uh, I guess, path into different items that at least give them some semblance of, of tankiness. Uh, Zyra doesn't have a ton of that outside of building maybe like a Zanya's. Uh, she'll probably get a little bit of health in the game, but she's going to be... She, it's a champion that just gets one shot all the time um, if they're any sort of behind in the game. Um, but yeah, that's Zyra. There's not much uh, to her. Uh, if you dance with her in the game, uh, she does the cha-cha-cha. But uh, that is going to do it for the the preview of Zyra. We will hop into her bio and story. Like always, uh, I hope you all learn something and I hope you enjoy it. Um, we are getting our first kind of villain of the Ixtal world today. Um, and yeah, uh, let me know what you think and I will see you on the other side. Our seasons are reversed. My spring, your fall. Zyra, the Rise of the Thorns. Zyra's memory is long and runs as deep as the roots of the earth. Her kind was young when the Rune Wars raged, when mortal armies fought one another for the very keys of creation. Hidden in the jungles south of Komungu, somewhere between the great rivers that divide eastern Shurima, lay the fabled gardens of Zir. Elemental magics had turned the soil there in strange and unpredictable ways, giving rise to fierce, carnivorous plants that preyed upon any creature that strayed within reach. They infested and they devoured, caring nothing for the squabbles of mortals, content merely to coil their vines through the forests and swamplands. In their own way, they were all Zyra, and nourishment was plentiful, even in the midst of war. A small company of soldiers, their allegiance long since lost to time, 
advanced through those lands in search of some now-forgotten prize. They were led by an ambitious sorceress, but they were far from home, bound to succumb to the noxious fumes and spores of that accursed place. The denizens of the gardens sat upon them, spined tendrils lashing through armor and flesh with, with sadistic ease. Though they fought valiantly, the warriors knew they could not hold out long and turned to their sorceress to save them. Gathering her power, she wrought a mighty blast. The air burned with runic symbols, casting their eerie light even as the thorny overgrowth closed in. At that very instant, a rogue spark ignited the gases of the swamp, and the resulting magical explosion obliterated every living thing for miles around. Of the scattered survivors of the Rune Wars, none would ever know what fate had befallen the Gardens of Zir. Centuries passed. The land where the battle had been fought lay empty and lifeless above ground. But in the depths, something stirred. Long had the energies that were unleashed there settled and curdled, nourished by the fallout. A seed pod bulged, pulsing with unnatural life, until the creature clawed its way free, gasping and confused. It beheld a broken and changed world, brimming with new vitality and new ideas. Its mind was a puzzle of conflicting memories drawn from the loamy earth and forced into its fledgling consciousness. It could recall the warmth of the sun, the taste of rain, words of power, and the agony of a hundred mortal deaths. It, she, called herself Zyra, without quite understanding why. As she ventured out into the wildlands beyond her birthplace, Zyra knew she was different from other creatures she encountered. Mortals were fearful and unpleasant things, while more ethereal entities tended to be capricious or arrogant. None of them seemed to respect the realms they inhabited, despoiling everything with their mere presence, and that filled Zyra with rage and contempt. Almost unbidden, new life sprang up in her footsteps, voracious plant forms that changed and evolved beneath her gaze, hurling poisonous barbs or sprouting fresh tendrils at an alarming rate. Unrooted and free to wander, Zyra and her deadly progeny feed and grow, strangling all other life from the world. She has blighted farmland, overrun entire settlements, and crushed those warriors brave or foolish enough to confront her, always leaving a menagerie of botanical horrors in her wake. As the rivers of Shurima begin to run anew, strange flora has been sighted on their banks, spreading slowly westward with each passing season. Whether pulled from the earth or purged by fire, the growth does not seem to be slowing. Just a harmless flower. Zyra's story is called With the Flowers by Matt Dunn. The humidity of Tanika Market and the crowd's fragrant odor, odor usually rushed buyers into hasty decisions, but Hattily stood transfixed. Her eyes had fallen upon the strange tangled bud encased with red withered leaves, a specimen she had never seen before. You don't want that, the old florist said. It's a rare night-blooming zikid, plucked from the southern jungles, where sunlight never touches the forest floor. It's more for potion brewers or alchemists. The merchant directed her gaze to a bouquet of sapphire roses. Now these are from fair Ionia. Adapted them to our robust Kumangra soil myself. Or perhaps some pearls of the moon. Hathalie was not swayed. 
Sapphire roses and pearls of the moon flashed their colors for any eyes to see. This zikid held exotic potential like the kraken lilies along the serpentine delta or Perithan corpse tulips. Rare flowerings were precisely her and Casworth's type of indulgence. I'll take the zikid. The florist welcomed the gold pressed into his palm despite the doubt scrawled across his face. He deftly cradled the bud in a nest of damp silk and planted the parcel into Hatley's waiting hands. She noticed the aerial rootlets clinging to a shard of somewhat hard and chalk white. What's this? Zickets cling to foreign objects, the merchant said. That one's grafted to a bit of bone. Casworth was bent over his antique desk, scribbling notes in the margins of his ledger by candlelight. He didn't look up until Hadley set the ceramic upon his table. The strange zikid, half buried in a mound of wetted soil, already seemed happy, its reds and greens vibrant and slick with life. A budding gift for a blooming businessman, she planted a kiss on Casworth's cheek, feeling clever. He smiled and turned to examine the specimen. When you said you needed flowers to brighten the place up, I assumed they'd be colorful. Casworth jabbed the plant with his quill. What is this curious fellow? A most extravagant gift to celebrate the opening of the Upper Kumangra's newest trading supplier, Casworth's Exotic Goods. Casworth pulled his wife onto his lap. Well, if you say this is a rarity indeed, then we are in for a treat. He kissed her sweetly. A single petal opened up, unfolding into the darkening room. It's beginning, Hadley said. Will you be up all night? Most likely. There are still several invoices that need rubber stamping. The partners still have concerns about the shipping lanes. Hadley yawned. Don't let me bore you, dear wife. Run along to bed. I'll wake you when it starts to flower. Thank you, sweet husband. Hadley awoke to a creeping sensation on her ankle. Infernal skitter ants were everywhere, this near to the jungle. She kicked it away. Sleepily blinking, she turned to the empty pillow next to her. Casworth hadn't come to bed. The nagging insect, insect was undaunted and was crawling further up her shin. She flung off the bedsheets and saw that there was no insect, but rather a tendril vine weaving through her toes, entangling her ankle and twining around her leg. Panic shoved sleep from her mind. She kicked, but could not get the green and red shoots to release her leg. They tightened, biting into her flesh. She pried them off with her fingernails, her hands bled from thorny splinters. The snaking stalks wound a trail from under the bedchamber door, where they sprouted aerial rootlets to climb the bedframe. Her mind immediately flashed to Casworth. Armed with a flickering lantern and a pair of sewing shears, Hadley followed the vines through the hallway of their, of their manse. Their circumference widened the closer she stepped toward its source, which she now saw was in Casworth's study. The door took several tries to open. Hadley hadn't known what to expect, but it wasn't this. The room was covered, floor to ceiling, with floral growth. A riot of obscene colors danced in her lantern's flicker. Exotic bulbs dangled from the walls, their finger-like leaves undulating as if drawing breath. Flowers seemed to mock her through a darkness, flashing their rainbow petals like signal fires. All had sprouted from a singular dark nexus, an enormous closed flower bud, 
which lay on the fainting couch by the fireplace where Hadley herself often read while Casworth worked. Bits of ceramic and soil lay strewn about. The zicket had outgrown its habitat. All manner of protrusion crept from its pulsating petals. Everywhere, everything in Hadley's mind screamed for her to flee her home. But put it to the torch and burn that hideous bouquet. But not without Casworth. Vines twisted around the legs of the chair, the legs of the study table, the legs of her husband. Still sitting in his chair, Casworth was cocooned from head to toe by a writhing mass of leaves. Hatchley reached his side, bare feet slipping on the foliage underfoot. She cut frantically at the strangling vines, but each snip of the shears only made them tighten their grip and produced little thorns that pierced her and her husband. Blood trickled out. Where the drops landed, zicked blossoms burst forward to feed. Hatchley freed one of Casworth's hands. It was pale and cold to the touch. A stench filled the air like a rotting corpse. With tears in her eyes, she turned her head toward the fainting couch, where the zicked blood was flowering. The stench grew worse, Hadley retched. The gargantuan petals peeled backward in colorful layers, revealing oblong petals of striking scarlet and deep green, garlanded in black tips, revealing a woman in place of the stamen. Her hair was red as blood, her flesh like leaves. Vines and petals wreathed her in deadly beauty. Her eyes opened. They reminded Hatley of a panther's. Narrow irises seeing only prey. The woman who blossomed from the flower arose. Hatley clutched the shears like a dagger. You wish to prune me already? The thing said, its deep voice ensnaring Hatley. What are you? The bloom you longed to witness. The stench turned. Gone was the reek of death. Hetley inhaled sweet fragrances, orange blossoms, the aroma of sapphire roses, the fruity scent of kraken lilies, the musk of pearls of the moon, the delicate hints of wisteria. There were more, secret flowers, but she somehow knew their names. They smelled of colors her eyes never saw. A name formed in Hatley's mind. Zyra. Thank you for the lovely garden. Zyra said, nodding toward Kazareth's remains. You tended me well, but we need more sustenance to make the soil here more fertile. Hatley saw visions of a world covered by a bouquet of colorful death. It was a beautiful riot of hues, soft and fluttering, choking cities. There were no graves, no war, no money. Hatley was breathless. She didn't even feel the vines pull her down, nor the thorns bury themselves in her flesh, rendering, rending her skin, spilling her blood. Step into the garden that ever grows, Zyra whispered through the stems and petals. Death blossoms, and you don't want to miss the colors, do you? Hatley did not respond, for she was with the flowers. Wait until my seeds take root. There we have the story and biography for Zyra, our villain. We have a villain now in our Ixtal uh, discussion. Someone who, a bit of an odd in the, she seemed to be angry with the way humans were treating the land, but then also you know, she's going around blighting farmland and stuff. So I didn't really understand that. 
Um, but she's someone who sees them as an evil and is trying to spread her essentially herself all over um, wherever she goes uh, since the plants are an extension of her. Um, kind of uh, most of the time the, the villains that we've covered they have more of a, a much clearer sense of purpose. Um, Zyra kind of seems to be or they have some other goal or doctrine that they're beholden to um, that is giving them a reason to do the things that they're doing. Um, Zyra, on the other hand, kind of just seems like she is, you know, she's beholden to no one um, unless, you know, you could say she's beholden to the plants themselves. Um, and kind of is just a cruel being. Uh, I, I, you know, I guess you wouldn't really say she's a person. You know, I guess she used to be a person, right? And then, uh, you know, she used to be a sorceress of some kind. And, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just odd because you don't really find ways to not sympathize with the villains for what they're doing, but in a way that I guess that's kind of the best way I can say it, like with like Viego, right? Like lost his wife, wife died blah, 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 doesn't excuse what he's doing with uh, the uh, the Black Mist and the Harrowings and the Ruination, but you can at least understand his um, mental state, whereas with Zyra, you seem to just kind of be expected to somehow understand that she sprouted from beneath the ground and is now spreading that uh, that seed everywhere she goes and killing people and, and all this stuff and um, so a bit harder of one for me to to grasp there but um, yeah so we have our first villain we will continue next week with uh, more uh, characters, kind of non-humanoid characters, uh, as is common in Ixtal. And um, and just, yeah, like one of these things reference the things bordering up against um, Shreema and their jungle setting. Like that, um, they don't always use the word Ixtal, but that's what that is. Um, so we'll use another uh, or do another character next week and uh, keep plugging along almost done really just a, a few more weeks of this and um yeah thank you for listening and uh i will see you all next week where are your friends mine are all around